This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, and bringing in Husker Online intern Mike Wheeler. We only got you one more mailbag, Mike, so we'll save all the, the crazy stories and goodbyes for our next week's show. Um, that sounds good to me. So we'll, we'll go easy on you, and maybe we'll take you out to lunch after the show next week. All right, sounds but good. But what do you got to lead us off here? All right, so if you guys had to bet, do you think that the proposed move of Ben Hart to starting right tackle and Mark, Matt Farniak to right guard happens this year? And assuming that it does, who wins the left guard spot? I think they have to find a way to shake it up. And what's really difficult about this offensive line, guys, going into next year is everybody returns. They do not lose one single scholarship player on the offensive line, um, our key player. So, you know, how do you make a group better that really didn't play great at times last year, you shake it up. And I think long-term, everybody knows Ben Hart's a, a better prospect than what they have out there. So I do think you almost have to kind of go the Cam Jurgens route with Ben Hart and, and know that this is the answer for the future. And we've got to make this happen to make Nebraska football better. Well, especially you know, we're just talking about how uh, big of a youth movement this is going to be. I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys out there that are having to learn the hard way. And I think that you got a guy that is going to be a uh, cornerstone of your offensive line for years to come. Just put him out there. Let him grow. I mean, the only way that you're going to take that next step as a player is by getting out there and actually playing in games. Now, they, let me throw this out at you. What about Turner Corcoran? Could he come in in the spring and, you know, could he be ahead of a Ben Hart? Or do you think the one-year Ben Hart is going to be something that has him far ahead right now? Well, I see Ben Hart and Corcoran as two different types. I think Ben Hart is a right tackle, and I think Corcoran is a left tackle. Um, now, I, I would not be surprised if Corcoran puts his, puts his way or his kind of elevates himself into the, the discussion of playing, playing as a true freshman. Uh, I think he's that good. He's going to be on campus early. Um, you know, I, I think about the two names that were routinely brought up uh, throughout this season by Greg Austin and even some of the other co coaches on offense were uh, obviously Ben Hart and Ethan Piper. And I think those are two guys that you really have to pay attention to when when you're talking about kind of reshuffling the offensive line and whether that's, you know, moving Farniok inside and, and elevating Ben Hart to that right tackle. Um, you know, and, and talking about the other guard spot, I could see Ethan Piper being that guy. Uh, but like I was going to say, Corcoran could be maybe the wild card in that whole group. There are so many talented young offensive linemen that there's a lot of different things they could do. Uh, but I, I think it's those three main main guys that that you're that you're probably talking about. All right, guys, looking ahead now to next year, what position group do you think will have the least interesting competition just due to having the most starters come back? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question because I think there's going to be a little bit of shakeup on every group right now, but tight end is probably the safe play right now. I mean, Volkolek, though, could still shake it up. Yeah, that's, that's the big piece there. Um, what's he going to do? Uh, you, I'm just trying to talk this out loud here. Running back, Mills is going to be the starter, but who, you know, who, who will be the secondary guy with Mills, it's hard to say. We know quarterback's going to get shaken up quite a bit. Offensive line, we, we expect shakeup. Um, receiver um, with Omar Manning, I mean, coming in and some of the guys coming in. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you're going to get a fair – not a, a ton of shakeup, but enough to really matter on almost every position group. I'll say uh, individual position center. There will not be much competition at center. <laughs> Hey, Ethan, what about Ethan Piper? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, 
I, I see Piper more as a guard, though. Yeah, I do too. I, I think I don't think they are going to move Jorgens around a whole lot. He's, I, he's I, their guy. I'd have to agree with you, Robin. I, but yeah, as far as position groups, I, I, there's yeah. going to be competition across the board. That's how everywhere. it should be, too. and that is how it should be. Um, you know, I guess you could make the argument that maybe defensive back is maybe that's an area where there's not going to be a ton. Obviously yeah. there's going to be some players vying for Lamar Jackson's open spot and that could, you know, shake some things up. And especially with the way Travis Fisher likes to do it, where he likes to have guys that are versatile players that could do safety, nickel corner, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I see competition across the board, regardless of position. Well, I mean, kind of building off of off of, of that topic, uh, who are the incoming freshmen most likely to not redshirt this season that we are going to see in that competition? Uh, I mean, Keyshawn Green. Um, are we talking about all incoming freshmen, all positions? Yeah, all positions. I think he. I mean, I'll, I'll just go with one. I think Keyshawn Green to me is one that you know when you look at the needs of linebacker, especially on the inside. Um, in his background and his playing ability, I mean, he, he to me is a guy that could come in right away as a true freshman. Yeah, out of players that are not going to redshirt, I, I look at a guy like Sevion Morrison. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, or maybe even Marvin Sky, either one of those running backs. Um, you know, I think that's not only is that a position where true freshmen tend to make an impact and play early on. Uh, but I think that both of those kids are talented enough to, uh, to you know, I guess, increase the, the level of play there with what they have um, and could see the field early on. And, and of course, Marvin Scott, um, and I think several of the coaches have said this, that, you know, physically he is, he is on par, ready to – he could step on the, on the field today and play in college, uh, you know, hands down. Any of those other linebackers, you think, like a Gunnarsson? My my only question about Gunnarsson is how he's how he's going to handle coming off of the hip surgery. He had mm. he had hip surgery as soon as his season ended to kind of correct that that uh, the the his other hip uh, that he had. You know he had one hip corrected before his senior year. Had the other hip corrected uh, here just a couple months ago. He is going to be on campus early, but um, yeah, I mean I think he could see playing time, but a lot of it is going to you know kind of be sure. dependent upon his health well nate then there's what three freshman defensive backs francois uh linem and no, there's four four that will no that will be in early oh yeah yeah uh, francois linem and henry gray so you, you got campus early. three pretty big guns coming in yeah. and i mean it's not like nebraska's back in has been lights out i mean so one of those guys i mean one or two of those guys could probably play next year too yeah yeah, and yeah, it would not surprise me. And plus, I think you could make a case that all all those guys could really help improve Nebraska's special teams too. We got time for two more, Mike. All right, uh, Robin, quickly here, uh, moving over to basketball. Can you maybe give us an update on what happened with the recruitment of Donovan Williams parting ways with the top one fifty recruit in your own backyard? Might not sit well with some people, but what do you have on that? Yeah, it was um, not a total surprise, uh, given kind of reading the tea leaves going into that. Uh, you know, obviously. Donovan uh, reaffirmed his commitment with Nebraska, and Nebraska kind of you know, picked up his recruitment when Hoiberg took over back in the spring. And then Donovan blows out his ACL in the first AU tournament um, of of the spring, and you know has pretty significant uh, knee surgery to where uh, he still hasn't even played in the game yet for Lincoln North Star. So I mean that that recovery has been pretty extensive. Um, but Nebraska stuck with him, and they went all the way into November uh, during the early signing period, and. Gave him every opportunity to sign his letter of intent. He chose not to. Um, the reasoning was supposedly because he wanted his family to be in town. 
I don't really buy that. I think that he wanted to see what Nebraska's roster was going to look like next season. And then when they got the uh, commitment from Teddy Allen, that kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back to where um, Donovan saw that he wasn't going to be a day one starter and thought that there'd be other opportunities for him to do that. And so he's going to reopen his commitment. And, you know, it's disappointing that he's a Lincoln kid um, and actually had the recruiting credentials that separated him from uh, most any Lincoln prospect that has come through the last couple of decades since Matt Hill, arguably yeah, probably. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, Nebraska, you know, they gave him a chance and Donovan didn't want to sign. And so they didn't stop recruiting and they got a, another quote unquote in-state kid that, you know, right now probably in his career is better than Donovan. So it, it wasn't a surprise, but disappointing, but you know, it is what it is. Final question, Mike. All right, guys, give me your favorite holiday movie that you like to watch around this time. Ooh, I mean, you cannot be Christmas vacation. Yeah, that's no brainer. Um, I mean, that, that has to be up there. Um, I mean, all the one-liners and, I mean, Clark Griswold is just an American gym um, yep. all around. Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Yep. Um, Christmas story, too. I mean, I think that's that's pretty much a given. At least in my house, that's a given. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, what was the other one that I like? Oh, uh, Scrooged. Do you ever see that with Bill Murray? It's like from back in like the late 80s. I don't think I have seen that. Oh, it's, that's a good one. That's good. one of my favorite it's Christmas good. stories right there. Die Hard? <laughs> yeah, no. Get that whole debate right, going. We're ending that, it right that's now. a whole. <laughs> nope, nope. By the way, Die Hard is a summer release, but it's considered a Christmas movie because it, it took place over a Christmas party. <laughs> that, I mean, that 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 you want to get like movie people fired up. Have the Die Hard is it a Christmas movie debate? I think it is. Sure, why not? I mean, yeah, he's at a Christmas party when Nakatomi Tower got taken over. <laughs> the, the the most confusing part from a football fan element is. There was a football game on on New Year's Eve, and some sports writer joked it was a hell of a Sheridan Hawaii Bowl that year. It was, <laughs> it was Notre Dame like USC in the Sheridan Hawaii Bowl. That's hilarious. <laughs> What's yours, Mike? You know, I like to go really old school. We watch it every Christmas Eve, but It's a Wonderful Life is a staple in my wow. family. Very sentimental pick yeah. by Mike. Very sentimental. Well, Christmas Vacation was already taken, so There's the, I had to mix it up a bit. What's the, the Christmas, a Christmas Carol with George C. Scott? It's like a classic Christmas the old, carol. old one. Yeah, yeah, really good. Do your wives watch Hallmark movies? No, like my wife hates Hallmark oh, movies. That's all we watch. That's all my wife watches in our house. I mean, it it's, takes over our TV for about two months. So it'll be interesting to see what's on after Christmas. <laughs> all right, Mike. Uh, we'll see you next week in in your final show. Uh, that wraps it up here for the mailbag. We'll take your questions. Or sorry, Nate Klaus. We'll talk recruiting here next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.